Welcome to the relaunch of Fabulously Flawed, the podcast for middle-aged women who want more joy, balance, and to be simply unstoppable. If you are ready to reignite your midlife, let's go. Hello, this is Jen Rose, certified life coach um, and obsessed with all things that help us transform and grow towards our deepest dreams and desires. And today I'm coming to you with something that I think is the foundation for us to be able to grow and transform. And that is the power of self-love. Um, as the great Whitney Houston once said, it's the greatest love of all is learning to love yourself. And that has been a process for me. And I think for a lot of you out there as well, I think it's really easy to say, I think we sing these songs about self-love, we buy ourselves flowers, but do we really have the self-love it takes to go all the way to overcome the obstacles in our way and what's blocking us from our paths of greatness? So I've had a lot of this journey in the last couple of years, and I keep thinking, oh, yeah, I got this, I got this, I got this. But what I've learned is really true self-love is such a process, and it's and it takes work. It's just like having a work with any other relationship in your life. You might have a best friend that doesn't call you. You're pissed. You have to work on loving that person unconditionally. You might have a spouse, you might have a kid, and it's always work to put in to a relationship to make it grow and flourish and not let resentment tear people apart, right? Now we have a choice with that, right? We can choose to, you know, not love our spouse anymore if, you know, they're treating the relationship the way you're not happy with, or we have a choice to resent a best friend. We have a choice to cut off an acquaintance, right? But we have to live with ourselves forever. And we have to learn how to have our own backs in order to show up best for the people in our lives, and especially to show up best for ourselves. So the first thing is, let's talk about what self-love isn't. Um, I have spoken to people who feel like if they self-love too much, they love themselves too much, that they are going to fall into being conceited or narcissistic or anything like that. Um, that's probably not going to happen. First of all, narcissism is a, a mental illness. Um, and if you're a normally functioning, normal functioning human being, you're not going to just turn into a narcissist. And secondly, what self-love isn't is you thinking you're better than anybody else, right? Self-love is really, at very least, knowing you're as good as anybody else. It's knowing that you, you know, matter, your, your thoughts are worried, you're smart, you're good, you're capable, and you're just as smart, good, and capable as anyone else. So that means that if you make a decision and you love your hairstyle, and somebody else doesn't like it, why does that person's opinion matter more than yours, right? So it's always coming to the table with, okay, that person has an opinion, but my opinion is just as important. So that's number one. It's not about being conceited. It's about being, it, it, at least giving yourself as much respect as you give somebody else. Number two, you you start to really respect your needs, your wants, your what, whatever it is you're going through, and you don't have to lower your standards to please other people. Now, I've been really guilty of this in my life many, many a time, where my needs, my wants, what I think, my opinion always went on a back burner because I assumed everybody knew better than me. And the problem with that is after a while, you start to 
uh, lose respect for yourself. You start to resent the other person because they're making decisions for your life. But more importantly, you start resenting yourself because you're letting it happen. And when this kind of resentment starts to build and you're starting to uh, begrudge other people and you're starting to, um, you know, not really respect your own desires, then it becomes a really like quick downward spiral of shame and negativity that could, you know, lead to depression and repression because you're just burying your feelings all the time. The other thing is, is in this regards is a lot of times when we're not truly honoring ourselves and loving ourselves, we begin to ignore our gut because again, we're so worried about hurting somebody else's feelings that we're, we shut off our own intuitiveness. Um, or we know like even worse, like I've been in situations, I could be dead with the amount of times that I buried my gut because I did not want to offend some other person. Um, it's ridiculous. I look back, especially in my teenage years, um, you know, guys who seem nice come, you know, hop in the car, we'll give you a ride home. I could be dead. I could be dead. And I knew it. I like my gut was like, you shouldn't just jump in the car with strangers. But I didn't want them to feel bad. Talk about low self-esteem and not really uh, loving yourself. Right. So a lot of times when and I didn't die. I mean, I'm glad I didn't die. But again, what happened afterwards would be a real feeling of shame because I shouldn't have put myself in a position where I could have been dead. And it was only because I wanted not to hurt somebody else. And I looking back now, I mean, I've still done things like this as an adult, maybe not quite as dramatic, but there have been moments where my gut said one thing and I did another because I didn't want to offend the other person. But the problem is, is that when you are looking out at not hurting someone else, you are definitely hurting yourself. And again, it's a little bit different than making compromises. You know, if your best friend wants to, you know, you know, go one way and you want to go the other way, you could compromise. That's a little bit different. But I'm talking about really ignoring your gut and at the expense of yourself, at the expense of hurting you in order to not hurt somebody else. You have to at least be willing to not hurt yourself like you don't want to hurt somebody else. And sometimes that's that's a challenge. That's hard for a lot of us, especially people pleasers to do. But um, I want you to be aware of that going forward. If your gut says something, it's okay to compromise, but are you hurting yourself in the process? It's super important because again, these kind of behaviors really just like lead to feelings of shame. It's in, in, depression and you know worst case scenario getting yourself in a scenario you don't want to be in when you could have known better and you know you deserve much more than that for sure um the other thing is is that i want to make sure that you understand that when it comes to um you know self-love it's not enough for you to be like yes i love myself yes i'm listening to my gut but every word you speak about yourself matters. It doesn't matter whether you're kidding around. It doesn't matter whether or, or you're really like upset with yourself. Um, there was a good amount of time in my life where I overdrank. Every night, every night I'd come home, I'd make a martini or two. I was frustrated with this habit because I knew that it wasn't really serving me. When I was drinking, I might not be working on, you know, business, my business or other things. Uh, I woke up not feeling great. Um, I couldn't take off the weight. And I know that's probably was due to the excess calories I was taking in from drinking. But I couldn't figure out why. Like, why, why, why am I, do I have this urge to drink every night? Because I knew that I didn't have to. I knew that 
I wasn't an alcoholic and I wasn't, you know, like physically dependent on it, but there was an emotional dependence on it for sure. And I started to do a little bit of work around this and thought work and, and noticing how I was speaking to myself. And I I just decided to take some time and listen to the thoughts in my head. And I realized that I spoke to myself like a complete asshole. Day in, day out, I spoke to myself like an asshole. Like I would pass a mirror and I'd be like, you're so fat and ugly. Like that thought would just pop up. But it didn't even occur to me that I was talking to myself like an asshole because those thoughts would pop in so quick and leave just as quick that I didn't catch them. Or I would walk by and be like, you know, I can't believe, you know, you didn't do shit today. You're a failure. Or um, uh, why can't you just lose this fucking weight? Whatever. So many negative thoughts all day long. I never said to myself, wow, you look nice today. <laughs> wow, I'm really proud of you for, you know, accomplishing, you know, that run or whatever I had on my to-do list. All I noticed was all of this negative thinking all day long. And it was really easy to kind of like, you know, not to fight the urge to drink every night when I realized, oh, well, no wonder I want to drink every night because I talk to myself like an asshole all day and I'm looking for a little relief from that. So I had to clean up that thinking. And it's like something that you have to be super, super, super conscious of and ready to catch because it's like those thoughts will just pop in your brain and go, you know, and you're going about, about your business. You don't even catch them. So you have to be dialed in. You have to, you have to catch them. And then when you catch them, you have to change them. Like now when I walk by a mirror, if I say, "Ugh, I hate my hair. I immediately change that thought. I say to myself, no, we don't talk to ourselves like an asshole anymore. We just don't, you know, I will say something like, oh, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, I might say, ah, I, you know, I'd like to get a little color in my hair, but you look great, Jen. You look, you're looking cute anyway. And it's work, you know what I mean? Because, you know, us as women, especially speaking to the ladies out there, we're super critical of ourselves. We, we pick ourselves apart, you know, especially for women who are, uh, I would say, I'd say all women, but especially my generation of women, we didn't have overweight role models. We didn't have a Lizzo. We didn't have Kardashians with big asses. That would have saved me a lot of drama just to have some people who I could look up to who were body positive. Um, so I think we're used to doing that as women and women, we complain to each other and we have to call our, each other out on it. I can't tell you how many times I'm hanging out with a bestie and, oh, I look like shit. My makeup didn't come out right. And I can't believe I'm so fucking fat and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, us having these bitch fests about <laughs> how fat, ugly, old, unsuccessful, whatever it is, it's just not serving us. I mean, it's the worst thing you can do. How could you love somebody and call them? all of these nasty names. We have to stop doing that. Um, and one of the books that helped me to really, um, you know, work on this was Mel Robbins wrote a book called The Five, The High Five Habit. And that's, you know, one of the books that were pivotal for me to actually start catching my thoughts. And, you know, the, the, the gist of the book is every morning you kind of put your hand against the mirror, you look yourself in the eyes and you say something positive, like, you know, hey, girl, you're looking good or good morning. I'm proud of you. You find the affirmation that works for you. Could be something the same every day. Could be something different. But the gist is, is you start to connect with yourself like you're a friend and it works. I mean, I really enjoy this practice because number one, it makes you laugh because you do, 
you know, kind of feel like a cheese ball, you know, pressing your hand against the mirror and looking at yourself. But there's something about looking into your eyes and saying something loving when you're not used to doing that. So I would recommend you guys, you know, look for Mel Robbins High Five Habit book and and, and take a look, read what she has to say, because I think it was really valuable. And when it comes to these words, I want you to even think like, don't even kid around. Like sometimes, you know, we kid around with words thinking we're being like funny, you know, like, ah, you know, like, even if you're not saying it in a mean spirited way, but you're making fun of your quote unquote fat ass or, you know, whatever it is, or just don't do it because even kidding around your psyche doesn't know the difference between your sarcasm, your humor and your seriousness, and it absorbs into you. And I think a perfect example of this is if you watch the movie from fat to finish line, when I was running my middle of the night run, the words I was saying to myself started off as jokes, and it quickly spiraled into a shit show (laughs) of a night for me. Um, And just not being able to really, you know, um, successfully do what I was set out to do in that part of the the race. And I mean, literally, I started off by running and making jokes because, you know, I was a, I'm a slower runner as a back of the pack runner. And, you know, there's runners who are running by me and jokingly, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm the slow one. If we were out in the jungle, I would be the prey that the lion would catch because all these gazelles are passing me. Um, and I was making jokes. I was making self-depreciating jokes, trying to, you know, I don't know, be funny to myself or keep myself from going too negative with where I was, whatever the the case, but you could, you could see it in real time, how badly making jokes in that are negative towards yourself can uh, spiral out control. So, you know, you can take a look at that if you want to, but that's the gist of that. So here are a few things that I think that you can do to try to start working on self-love. Number one, like I, um, I said, I think you should try to read some books from people who really know what they're talking about. Mel Robbins high five book again. um, Couldn't recommend that enough. I think that that was super helpful for me. Um, Also Jin Sincero. I hope I'm saying her last name, right? It's spelled S I N C E R O Jen Sincero. She has a book that probably a lot of you've heard of. It's called you are a badass. And she really stresses the importance of self-love in that book. And she has some really great, 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 Uh, takeaways, I would recommend that. Um, The next thing I would say you should do is um, once a week, um, you could do this daily. Sometimes I do like a a sentence or two every day. I don't do this necessarily weekly, but every day I write myself a couple of words of, you know, what I'm doing well, what I'm proud of, what, you know, what's one thing I like about myself today. And um, I try to list a few different things. I try to list something that I've achieved, whether it's drinking all of my water for the day or not giving up on something. I try to also um, include physical aspects because that's always been a struggle for me. So I might write, you know, I'm really proud of you today, Jen, because you drank all your water, you stuck to your to-do list, and also, you know, your hair was on point or your eye makeup was great, or your legs are really strong and you use them to, you know, walk an extra mile today. Whatever it is, I really do try to include a physical aspect just because I think I've spent so many years like um, putting down my physical appearance that I think it's important. I think it's important, again, especially as women that we build ourselves up and each other up. So 
um, write a, a weekly letter or if you keep a journal, maybe a few lines every morning like I do. Um, I think another thing is have compassion for yourself when something goes wrong. I cannot stress this enough. If you wouldn't say it to your best friend, do not say it to yourself. If you make a mistake, you don't say, I'm a fucking idiot. You say, oh, wow, I'm human. What can I learn from this? You could be disappointed that a mistake happened, but you cannot be like an asshole to yourself. You know what I mean? It's like you can make mistakes and you can learn from them. You could, you know, sometimes I'll catch myself saying something like, I can't believe I did that. I'm such a loser. Nope. I don't talk to myself like an asshole anymore because I would not call my best friend a loser. So whenever you hear your brain going a little bit uh, like fucking crazy, just stop yourself and ask, would I say this to somebody I love? If the answer is no, then you need to stop and you need to say, I love myself. So why am I saying this to myself? And change the thought, change the thought again. Okay. If, if something went right, if something went wrong, it's okay to be disappointed. It is not okay to call yourself asshole words and treat yourself like a jerk. It just isn't. It doesn't serve you. What good does that do? Nothing. So you pick yourself up, you give yourself a virtual hug or a physical hug. I guess you could give yourself a physical hug. You give yourself a high five in the mirror. You say, you shake it off. You got this and you, and you change momentum. Give yourself the advice that you would give your best friend. If your best friend fucked up, you would be like, Hey, I love you. It's okay. We'll get through this. What we got to do. That's what you do. Give yourself the same, the same courtesy. Um, the other thing is, is really just, I say, just, you know, keep yourself, you know, high on the list, you know, continue to follow your gut. Don't be afraid to reach out to friends and family if you are having a day of struggle, but, and, and you know, keep yourself always at the top of the, that self-love list. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best thing you could give to yourself because really, if you can love yourself, you're going to be a better person when it comes to showing up for all of the other relationships in your life, for your goals, for your dreams. If you don't love yourself, it's not motivation to like, like you have to love yourself to want to get to your goals, right? You have to love yourself enough to be able to like stick to a weight loss plan or a running plan or a changing career plan or going out on dates. Because if you're not the first person who loves yourself, then why would anybody else love, love you? You know what I mean? If you're not the first person to love yourself, then what's the motivation to get to your goals when things get tough? So I guess that's about all I got to say about that. Uh, you know, I want to know what you think about this. Do you struggle with this? Do you beat yourself up? Do you talk to yourself like an asshole? Um, come find me on Facebook. I have uh, a Fab and Flawed Facebook page. We also have a private group. I would love for you guys to be at both of those. Um, I think this is a topic that is worth always talking about because I think it is the greatest love of all. Thank you, Whitney Houston. It truly is. See you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to reach out to me, find me at genrocoaching at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Please uh, feel free to email me with your suggestions for podcast topics or for one-on-one coaching. Talk soon. Bye.